Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? James Harden. You know, takes this handshake deal, takes a little bit less, so that the not, not a little bit less. I think it was twelve million. Yeah, it takes quite quite a bit less, and the you know the idea was that he would get made whole in the next contract. You know, especially once they have all these guys like DeAnthony Melton, who they traded for, they would have his um, bird rights yeah. and and would they, be able to retain they got, him. They were able they were able to bring in PJ Tucker able to bring in PJ Tucker. So they do all of those things. And um, during the season is where the timeline gets a little interesting because there are two lines of thought here. One is that remember, I think it was Christmas was the first time that we um, that we heard about this. But uh, on Christmas Day, there was the first report that came out about uh, James Harden and, and the Houston Rockets you mm-hmm. know, teaming up again, being a very real possibility. And mm-hmm. the things that lead up to that are uh, very much in question. There are some people that I've spoken to who say that um, that was James and his team. At that time, he didn't have a team. Um, remember, he, he, he did not he have, an have an agent, agent for, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a long time. So, but, you know, the, the, the some of the people that I've spoken to have said that he caught wind that the Sixers were not going to make good on the second half of that handshake deal and started to try to get himself some leverage by way of the cap space that Houston was going to have in the upcoming offseason. And, that it, is and, it, one and it seems reasonable because he ran that organization and supposedly loved it there. So it seems if, you, if you're going to float something out there in an attempt to get leverage, if it's believable, it helps. Yeah. The other theory, the other side of the coin here is that Philly was still willing at that time to make good on that offer. And James, though, was like, well, hold on before before we really pursue that, let's actually he wanted to see what else might what his market might look like at the end of the season and Mm -hmm. thought he was going to get a better situation in Houston. And therefore, like that was a legitimate uh, thought process to him and his team was like, it might just be more fun in Houston and yeah. I'm going to go get as much money as I possibly can over there in Houston. Um, and at that time, once Philadelphia caught wind of him showing interest over there, they said, all right, handshake deal is done. We're good here. Right. 
the handshake deal was that we were just going to go about this as quietly as we can. And then we would, you know, make you whole in the next off season. But as soon as he showed interest somewhere else, they started acting as if he was not going to get made whole in the upcoming off season. And then from there, it just got uglier and uglier and uglier. And then finally reached its breaking point point um, this off season when not only did Harden's market dry up completely because of the way that he has carried out the, you know, his lack of professionalism to this point in his career. Um, and, and then, you know, because of the way that Philly kind of did their side of things, it limited his options as well. So he just kind of opted into his contract and said, fuck it, let's just try to get somewhere else. Um, and then, you know, I think this is the mistake that he made was saying that he would only go to the Clippers um, because that, that I, and this is the same thing that I, I, the problem I have with Dame is you are under contract. It's not for you to really say where you want to go. If you want to, if you want to just pick from any number of teams, you can be a free agent. That's, that's a, that is an option for, for, for NBA players. Yeah. I just saw the other day. I've never watched Mad Men. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it. Um, oh, you and I have talked about this before. Like, if you look at it from the different perspective, right? That it's yeah. like, if you look at it as those yeah. are, the guys are the antagonist, right? So I've never seen it before, but I saw a clip of it. I legitimately think you would like the show. It's a really yeah, good show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, sure. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV, but yeah, I think it's it would be on the list. Well, I mean, I watch sports and cooking stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's all I watch. <laughs> but... In the clip, I think there's um, maybe a like underling or it's not a secretary. I think they're in advertising, right? Yeah. Um, and so there's a woman that comes in and is upset Peggy. that she's okay. Peggy mm-hmm. comes in, I guess, and is upset that she's not getting credit for like her idea or whatever. And yeah. the main character says, like, basically says, "That's what the money." Yells at her, is like, "That's what the money is for." Like mm-hmm. she doesn't. You don't get the credit. You don't get to decide. That's, that's what, what the money is for. Yeah. There you go. Um, so that's what I kind of said, like to Dame and to James, like you don't get to pick your contract yeah. with the NBA. It's not with any team specifically. They can trade you wherever you want. If you want to pick your location, well, then go be a free agent. And then you have to go there for yeah. whatever they can give you. you. That's what the money is for. You don't get yeah. where you go. That's the thing that like, um, man, I, it's going to sound crazy condescending and old, but, Uh-oh. um, this is the part of the NBA discourse from what I have noticed to be younger people in particular is they'll say, well, you have to empathize with NBA players who can just get traded at any time. And it's like, that's, that's what the money is for. That's what the money is for. Is that like, yeah, yeah you, you, you're right. You know, if I, when I was at Vox, at no at no point did I have to worry about like right can they Vox can they trading me to the athletic Iowa. right yeah yeah like I that was not something that I had to you know particularly worry about but I was also paid significantly less than NBA players are even like compared to industry in industry standard right and so um, like I just think uh, you know with with this Harden situation and with the Dame situation both of those guys if they just like give them a, a list of teams. Yeah, no, I'm and fine not with even that. preferred destinations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if you, yeah. you you give you give a list of preferred destinations, I'm perfectly fine with that, and it honestly makes the the the, the job of the team that is trading you easier because now you have, that team has like some inherent leverage in saying that like here is the market for this guy, 
And here's what, you know, other teams in this market are going to be willing to give up. And, and now we can get a respectable return for this player. Although I don't think it's possible to get a respectable return for Harden, even if there wasn't a single team that he was willing to go to. Um, because like no smart team would give up anything of value for a player as disrespectful and, and unprofessional as, as James Harden has been. And you know that he's immediately going to act a fool because you aren't going to be willing to give him the contract that he thinks he deserves. But, um, but like, I, I, I look at, I look at, you know, for both of those teams. So for, you know, for the, for the Sixers and for Portland, if, if the stars that they were trading gave them a list, they would, there would be a way for them to save face here with the return. And, and, and frankly, I think, I think Harden would be a clipper already and Dame would be in a, a member of the Miami Heat already. Uh, heat. You just if, you didn't want to go with A, a heat. and Heat. Uh, heat. Um, yeah. But I, I think that'd be done already if they gave them lists of teams that they were willing to go to because they would get, and, and, and they would say like, you'd say, all right, here's the, the list of teams that I would like to go to. And by the way, if you could maybe send me to X team, like, yeah. like, it would be done. We'd be done here. And, and Christian would be a Laker. Like, it, it, like <laughs> it would, it, no we, we would be all be able to move forward with our lives. So I disagree with one thing that you said, which is okay. that you said James. Christian uh, Wood would be a Laker. I, Tennessee is delicious, brother. I don't, I don't know. I already gave away too much. I, I told you what the first draft of the schedule looked like. Um, so my disagreement with you is oh no i don't disagree with anything you said my disagreement is you said the one mistake that harden made was just like yeah, saying there have been multiple you. mistakes <laughs> no i don't even think that's the biggest mistake yeah because it's so it's been different right he has said his preferred destination is the clippers but he mm -hmm. has not been as adamant and vocal about it as dame with with miami like i don't think james has said that's the only place i'll play as as dame and his representation have alluded to enough that the league said <laughs> the league was like stop doing that do that <laughs> um i think the biggest mistake that james made was opting in with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't have a market, right? Like, obviously, Houston doesn't seem like they were ever interested because they had the money and they had plans very specifically spent it elsewhere, including on another point guard. They did yeah. think they were getting Brooke Lopez and that kind of blew up in their face. Um, but it was quite clear that they were giving uh, Fred Van Vliet that money. Um, but if he, uh, so he, the market, you're right. The market wasn't there for him and that's why he opted in. But I think that was the mistake. If he had opted out, even though the market wasn't there for him to go somewhere else and, you know, get a max deal somewhere else. What are the 76ers doing? Yeah. What are they going to do? If, if he becomes a free agent, are they not going to give him what he wants? You know, whatever, whether it's a max, you know, three years and whatever, like, what are they going to do? Cause they have no mechanism to replace him and they're, and they don't want to lose him for nothing. Right. Yeah. Like they're not willing to trade him because they can't get anything close to what they want. So I think his leverage was like holding Philly's feet to the fire and saying, okay, I'm a free agent. Now what? Right. I'm opting out. Pay me because yeah. they like with, um, like with Kyrie, right. I don't like Dallas, you know, everybody's like Kyrie's not going to get, you know, whatever he's not going to get. Nobody wants Kyrie. Okay. <laughs> Well, what are they going to do if, like they Dallas? What are they going to do if he goes elsewhere? They have to yeah. give him what he wants because they have no mechanism to replace it's like the Lakers with D'Angelo Russell, right? Was, yeah, but I mean, yes, but D'Angelo there's even less of a market for D'Angelo like, Russell, right? But but with these max guys, it's a different thing, yeah. Right? Like, but not, what what is Philly going to do? Yeah. So I think his mistake was opting in because for that Philly goes, all right, perfect, like great. Like, yeah. you opted in, we have you for this year, and then you're out of here. We can trade you or not, and then what? But if that's he, a mistake. He, do you think Do you think if he had opted out, do you think Philly would have said, not offered him what he wanted? Because he I heard wanted? so. I heard a very interesting... Well, I he heard, wanted like a five-year max. Like, he wanted the full, like, of course, every everybody, pain. Every, of course, everybody. Sure, so that. like, I don't think, so did, I don't so think Kyrie. Philly would offer that. Fine, but... Because like, Kyrie gets, didn't get that. Right. If he gets if he gets the same thing as Kyrie, which was I think Kyrie got a three for 120 something. Right. Yeah. And I think it's a player option on the third year, I think. Yeah. Right. So fine. Fine. He's not going to get a five year everything. Yeah. But he would be in better shape than he is now. Yeah. Because Philly no. like, OK, well, if you're if you're Daryl Morey and you're Philly, you're like, all right, well, we're not going to give you. OK, fine. Well, then this what? is where this is where I was having this conversation with um, Matt. Uh, we were texting back and forth. And Matt, who? Uh, more. He, he's okay. been on yeah, the show yeah, a few yeah. times yep. and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody's favorite guest. Um, yeah, but good. so he, um, you know, we were talking about how like this current era of, of gener- you know, this, this generation, Harden's generation um, are finding out and reaching that point in their careers where they are no longer like easy, this is, you know, there's no neg- negotiation necessary. You are a max player. They are, they are no longer that kind of player, right? I remember when Kobe reached that point, and 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 I remember um, Phil Jackson giving the quote that like the absolute play, the least, the worst experience he has as a coach is with a former superstar. Yeah, where the superstar still thinks he's a superstar, but like the league has dictated you are no longer that superstar anymore, right? Mm-hmm. The the league is caught up or past you, and I think. 
in Chris Paul's case and Russell Westbrook's case and James Harden's case. And we've seen it with Carmelo Anthony and we've seen it like with, with, with that kind of the, the last couple generations of players as they, as they have like realized. And in this case with so many players playing later into their, you know, having such extended primes um, and those primes even coming to an end, like they're, a lot of the the gripe around the league right now is this um, this generation of player that has benefited from player empowerment or, or superstar empowerment uh, specifically. They are um, no longer benefiting from it in the same way, and it has hit them like a ton of bricks. And 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 by the way, I understand why it would hit them like a ton of bricks. This is all they have been used to in the NBA, it's all they have fought for in the NBA to this point. And now all of a sudden you don't have it. And yeah, like, you know, that, that day of reckoning is, is going to be very difficult. And, you know, I, I think for, for Harden right now and for, uh, Kyrie Irving, although he's younger than, than, than Harden, obviously. And, and, and Damian Lillard after this next contract, it's going to be really interesting for all these guys when, yeah, like James, the, the the central issue that James has with this is, fuck, I had to hire an agent. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I needed to hire an agent because I have not had to negotiate to this point. Now I needed to negotiate and negotiation sucks. Like, I, I nobody likes doing that. That's why people hire agents well, so that people, they don't have to do like it. it. Some people enjoy it. Yeah, agents like doing it. Well, I, I actually, I heard, <laughs> and this is this is like very instructive to this to this conversation. Um, it was on, uh, whatever they call the ESPN when the, with Wintors. Um, I don't remember what they the, call the it. The collective, the hoop. Yeah. Yeah. Hoop collective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I think is, is good, but they had, I think it was their most recent episode. They had, uh, Mark Termini on who used to be LeBron's agent and has mm-hmm. represented a bunch of guys. And the conversation was about, um, like negotiating in the NBA. And there's this thought, and this is this, um, relates to Kyrie it relates to uh to James right now and a lot of other guys what you're talking about and the thought around the league is or not the thought around the league the thought by fans and and such is like a player wants x but like their incumbent team you know if if somebody goes out and they don't have a market like why do I have to give you like in this case uh let's say we'll use James Harden in in Philly Mm -hmm. like if he become a free agent and you know, the thought is like, well, what is his market? He doesn't really have a market. So if I'm Philly, like, why would I offer you more than I'm offering you? Because you can't go get that somewhere else. So that is the thought. But and and the thought is the player has no leverage. Well, the player has leverage because, OK, fine. You if I don't have a market elsewhere, fine. But you have no you. What are you going to do if I leave? What is the team going to do? You yeah. can't replace me. So. It's never thought of that way. It's always thought of, well, the player doesn't have a market elsewhere. So this this obviously happened with Kyrie. Oh, well, Kyrie can't go get 40 million somewhere else. What are you going to do? Okay. Well, if I go somewhere else, what is Dallas going to do to replace him? So yeah, I think it's it, it's a shift in how you have to look at this is that that's why, again, that's why I think James should have opted out because no, he may not have had a market elsewhere, but what was Philly going to do if he did? Yeah, it's it's um I don't know how much longer James and his agent are going to be working together. Like I I, 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 
it seems like bad advice that that an agent should have yeah i don't the opting in i mean the the thought is well he couldn't go get money elsewhere the money dried up obviously houston like had other plans so go take the 35 million or whatever it is that you have that you can get now okay sure there wasn't a market elsewhere necessarily again what was philly going to do if he opted out they have to what are they going to just lose him especially for with like and and the, and the and second then half waste of all a of season of Embiid, and then yeah. watch Embiid get frustrated and be it like, already oh, is I, clearly it would, it would appear, um, like he already like based on some of the stuff that I've heard already has like a a foot out the door, like he's 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 pretty sick of how things have gone. Now he's on, let me the thing. Hennessy is delicious. Oh. The thing the thing that like you know the Hardens the Embiids. KD to a certain extent, these, you know, these stars who do like put a foot out the door because the situation hasn't lived up to their expectations or they haven't won at a level commensurate with their expectations. It's like those stars are usually the biggest reason. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Embiid was the MVP last year, but then he wasn't, he shouldn't have been Joker should have won it again. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, he didn't he have a great have been playoffs. like in aggregate on the season. Joker didn't play the last like half of the last like Joker. Sh- Joker should have won MVP last year. Mm, no, I disagree. Sure. Every he, every metric, every metric would <laughs> would agree with me and not with you. Every it, he didn't play like the, the last month of sure. the season. Correct. If and he, he would have played and he was still better and he was still better than Embiid. Okay, but if he would have played and like even half ass, I think he played more minutes than Embiid too. But. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Like it's like uh, I think AD played more minutes than Jaron Jackson Jr. He right? did, yeah, yeah. And AD so. should have won Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, but that is a different conversation. Um, yeah. Would you so trade I, AD I for Embiid? Wait, what? Would you trade a- a- AD for Embiid? What? Do you expect me to an- to answer <laughs> this question? Do you expect me to like participate in this discussion? I know. I honestly, I, I honestly Tennessee thought that delicious. like. No, I thought that I thought a bottle of Hennessy would fly off camera, just like. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you're right though. No, that is usually a fair thing. Like Embiid, Embiid, who won the MVP, and sh- in my opinion, should not have. Um, but he was damn good. Obviously, I think he led the league in scoring. Um, he was not great in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I do agree with your premise that a lot of the time when guys get dissatisfied and have a wandering eye because they don't have the playoff success that they, that they expect to that often they are, if not the reason, one of the reasons, right? Like KD has not had like KD wasn't any good in the playoffs last year in Phoenix. He said he had his moments, but he was Mm -hmm. very inefficient. Uh, He had those games like, right. So if you're looking at like, Oh, you know, they lost to, uh, lost to Denver, what happened? Well, KD, you weren't all that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I do agree with, like, I think your premise is, is sound. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you've heard things that I haven't. I don't know. The, the real answer is I don't know if Embiid is frustrated and has kind of a wandering eye at this point. But if he did, it would be sort of understandable. And I think it is, I, I, here, here's what I'll say. The league is paying very close attention to what happens here with Harden but not because the league really cares about what happens with Harden. It's what does that say for, for Joel Embiid? And I do know that there are teams around the oh, league. Oh, the league. Are... The league from a sense of, like, competition, not like the no, league No, 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 teams. No, 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 Like, 
the league yeah. as meaning like teams yeah are very focused on what happens with james and if he goes back and if he plays and if he cares or if he goes somewhere else and what they yeah. get back if he gets traded not because really because of james and what that will mean for who you know i i don't think anybody thinks that james harden is the final piece to winning a title or is going to change the landscape of the league but which is crazy what, what happens there what happens with this situation possibly informs what happens with Embiid. Yeah. um and people teams are very interested in what happens with Embiid. is he going to resign there will he be available in a couple of years will will the 76ers have to end up trading him because the thought is he can be something that swings you know championships and and whatever so the Harden part is kind of the the appetizer to the real thing. People are paying attention to Harden. Harden's still a really good player. Again, he was like fringe all NBA last year. He's still a damn good player. But teams don't really care where he goes and are not paying attention to it because of what it means for him and wherever he goes ends up, whether that's on the 76ers or elsewhere. It's because what does that mean for for Joel and his you you maybe you've heard that he has one foot out the door, but um that's what people are paying attention to in the league. Uh, all right. So I have heard. Fuck. Um, oh, now you now you're going with Hennessy is delicious. Well, no. All right. So I gotta I gotta make sure I don't misrepresent what I've heard. Um, I think Embiid is still like if he had his if he had his way, he would stick it out in Philadelphia and win in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, <laughs> Because of this whole James Harden situation, I don't think that's possible, right? Because they aren't going to get a return that that makes Philadelphia like better, and they clearly haven't been good enough to win while I mean, both of those guys have been there. Look, they they should have been at least in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I mean, they were and, up, and, they, yeah. And the other part of it too is, like I said a second ago, all of Embiid's numbers go down in the postseason. All of them. Like he he's a worse player in the postseason than he is in the regular season, and and it's impossible for any team to win when your superstar is no longer a superstar in that setting because most superstars get better. All would, superstars know, get better. No, I wouldn't say most. Some some do, and those are the, those are the real greats. Well, no, but that's that's the difference I think between like a star and a superstar. You and know, he is a superstar, but he just won. He just won MVP. But again, he's had had some struggles. Well, no, you just said incorrectly. I agree, but he has had some struggles in. I agree that the best, like the best of the best, the elite of the elite, are able to maintain their regular seasons in the postseason, or even sometimes elevate themselves. I wonder. Embiid has not done that yet. I wonder how many MVPs all time their numbers get worse in the postseason as regularly as Embiid's do. He has to mm. be kind of unique in that sense. Mm. You know? Mm. I like that's all off the top of the head. Yeah. Inter- but- I mean, Russ, I don't know. I, I don't know Russ's like playoff. No, I'm trying to think. Well, how about James Harden? Because James Harden <laughs> is an MVP too. Yeah. So how about James? Um, Harden, Harden's numbers, though, are at least respectable compared to Embiid's. Embiid's no, like. No, 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 no. Yeah, James Harden. No, James Harden. In aggregate, Harden, in the postseason, no, they are no. they are better than Embiid's numbers. Mm, I doubt it. I bet I they doubt. Are. James has James famously has a bunch of like 
two for 11 oh, look. in closeout games. Yeah, you're right. Um, but like, I think in aggregate, like, you know, I, in total, in totality, I think Harden has been a better playoff performer than, than Embiid has been to this point. In that series, he was a better performer than Embiid was. Like in, were, in the series that they were just knocked out at. No, he, no, they were both bad. <laughs> sure. Were, yeah. One both. has to be less worse than the other, less no, bad than fair. the other. Um, but no, I, all right. So um, the, the Embiid thing, just so to be absolutely clear and, and also like what's also playing a part in all of this too, is that like on his socials, he has removed processing from his um, oh. profile and he has removed everything regarding Philadelphia from his profile and and yeah like you know like i said i i think uh he would prefer to stick it out and win in philadelphia but i just don't think that that is possible at that point i don't think his the people around him think that that is necessarily possible at this point and and i think it actually echoes a lot of how things played out in brooklyn with kd where um Harden got traded out of of uh, Brooklyn, and he was like, "All right, I'm still focused on on winning here." Kyrie and I got this, and then um, Ben Simmons didn't play when he got there, and then Kyrie asked out, and for a little while, KD was still quote unquote committed to winning in Brooklyn. That lasted all of 15 minutes because he realized <laughs> he was not capable of winning a championship in Brooklyn without Harden, without Kyrie and obviously he became a member of the Philadelphia or the, the Phoenix Suns. And I think here this is going to play out much of the same way where James Harden is going to get traded and Embiid at least initially is going to say, I am focused on winning here in, in Philadelphia. You're going to get the reports that for right now, um, the focus is to win a championship with James, uh, with Joel Embiid. And then like, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, they're going to look around and be like, yeah, we are not winning here. And he's not going to be, he's not going to be a Philadelphia 76er for much longer after that. And they'll probably go into a full rebuild and Daryl Morey will either resign or get fired and, and, and they'll have a full reset and, and start the process all over again. I mean, yeah, but without being able to do the process again, right? Yeah. Because like they, they gave up, I mean, depending on, if they end up trading James, if they end up trading Joel, what they get back, but they gave a bunch of picks um, to get James. So yep. Philly's draft is not, their yeah, they're screwed. Draft is not in great shape. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to, they sent uh, some picks with, with, uh, with Simmons to get James. So again, depending on what they're able to possibly get back for either of those guys. But I think Philly's, I think their preferred option here is James plays and they run it back and see what they can do um, because they were damn good last mm -hmm. year. And again, the playoff failings are what they are, but uh, Harden and Embiid in the pick and roll was the single best play in the NBA last year. There was the most efficient offense mm -hmm. in the NBA last year. So I think their preferred thing is to try to run it back because I think they don't want anything back. I mean, look, if, if they could find a trade for Harden that um, kept them as good this year as they were last year and gave them the flexibility after this season financially, I think that would be their, that's what they would do. But if that was available, they would have done it already. And so yeah. that just isn't available. So 
I think their preferred option at this point is James comes in. He may not be happy about it, but he knows he needs to show out because he wants a contract next offseason. And he and they run it back with with the team. And then he he leaves, Tobias leaves, and then they can see what they have. Um yeah. with like 70 million in cap space, whether that's bringing in somebody, right? And it's Embiid and Maxi are the kind of pillars of their team, and they have a bunch of cap space to see to bring in, you know, a two, a three, or four, whatever, whatever they can get with their you have to get a better two than than maxi like a better i think no i think in this case maxi just is their starting point guard at that point no but i'm I'm saying like uh maxi has like if they do if they do do all the things that you're talking about and they bring in somebody with all of that cap space that player would have to be better than maxi i don't think maxi can be like the second best player on a title team no maybe not but but he's also maxi's also like 21 or 22 and ascending um Sure. So and this and this he needs is when to, they have to, to do ascend it. defensively. He needs to oh, ascend into okay. being a decent defender. Mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> that, mm-hmm, I don't know about that, brother. Uh, <laughs> I'm not betting on it. Yeah, saying that's what that, needs brother. to happen. So yeah, um, I think, but I think the processing, like, pro- they just don't have they don't have the draft capital available to do that. Um, so unless again, unless they go full tear down, trade James, trade Embiid, and get you know, a bunch of stuff back. Cause I mean, look from B you could get all sorts of whatever yeah. you want, but you reset the process. You would get enough draft picks to reset the process. Yeah. But here's the thing. The process Embiid. didn't really work. No, I'm not <laughs> saying that it, it did. I'm just saying that that is like the way that most of these teams respond to having to trade all of their, you know, superstars away is do you try to get as much draft capital as you can, you know, Ideally, you maintain your own cap draft capital, which you know Philly doesn't have. So that when you tank, there's incentive to tank. Right. So if you aren't going to get that draft, you know, you if you don't control your draft capital, what kind of like high upside draft capital can you get? And 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 you try to reset that way. But um, and and I think with Embiid, you know, I send Embiid to OKC, and you can get all three hundred and fifty three. Yeah, the million problem with that though rounders. is the problem with that is then they're going to be really good. And so those first rounders are oh, not as valuable as yeah, or at least their own. I mean, I would, I would, have I would first say rounders from all over the league, but I would say, yeah, try to get other teams first rounders. And I would, I don't know. I would probably bet if I were Philadelphia, I would probably bet on, on like a first rounder from OKC, like five years from now or seven years mm-hmm. from now, you know, I don't, I guess their their young core is good enough that it won't matter. <laughs> what I would be, what I was thinking, I would bet on is like Embiid kind of breaking down or whatever. But yeah, it might not matter. Cause no, so what you is do so is you send it. Young. This is you know like Brooklyn, right? You send an aging superstar. Yeah. Um, you know, you go get the Suns whole draft because you're betting and you you push it out because you're betting in five years, yeah. seven years, whatever. After whoever you're trading isn't that guy anymore, um, that the team's not going to be any good. So yeah, that's the way you do it. But no, you train them to OKC, who has like is an up and coming team. No, 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 no. Yeah, you trade All Embiid right. to OKC. OKC is going to be good for a long time. You have to run, but before yes. you do, I did okay. see this in the comments uh, up above, and we want to give a shout out here. Gary Gutierrez hey. is getting married next week on eight twenty four. It's a pretty good day to get married. Yeah, um, absolutely. Any tips on marriage? That so. Aaron, do you have? So, yeah, says the divorce guy. Um, so I do not have marriage tips, but I do have wedding tips. 
Okay. If that makes sense. So what I suggest during your wedding is like at least like once an hour, just step away, away yeah. from your bride, your family, your friends, just step away by yourself take and just kind of snapshot. take it all in. Just mm-hmm. take it all in because look, you're never going to look at the pictures again. You're never going to look at the wedding video. So take a step back and just take it all in and try to do it like once an hour because that is going to be hopefully <laughs> for one you. of the oh, best days of your life. Yes, but what I yes, that's true. But hopefully, uh, Gary, it is going to be because you don't want to have to do this more than once, hopefully. So hopefully it is going to be the, the only time in your life where basically everyone that you love, all your friends, all your family mm-hmm. are there at one time um, and celebrating you. And hopefully you only get married once and that will never happen again. So just take a step back because it's going to go. It'll be a blur. Your wedding day will be a blur. So take yep. a step back, like hopefully once an hour and just kind of take it all in. My advice for marriage actually played out with uh, Aaron and me the Uh-oh. other day last week. Remember, you were like, uh, you know, I, I, I asked you, hey, is the normal time to record OK? And you were like, yeah, it's fine. And I was like, oh, we can go any other time. We can, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty flexible today. And you're like, no, like, like that's a, I can record the normal time. And I go, well, the reason I responded oh, the way right. I did is fine because doesn't mean fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when, you're, when you're married, fine is a four-letter word. Like, it yeah, is a yeah, yeah. bad word. You do not want that. I would rather hear fuck in my direction than fine. Yeah. Because fine, it means fuck is coming. Yeah, fine does good fine way. mean fine is not fine. Yeah. Yeah. So is that so, a marriage thing or that's like a relationship thing with women? I think is the like cliche um, or the stereotype. I think right? I, I think uh if you're long enough in in a in a relationship to be like considered in a marriage or whatever, that's when yeah. like oh, no, I, that's, I think Yeah, that's right. I did say that. I was like, Oh yeah, no, that's fine. And you, you immediately went to like no, are you sure? Like we can okay? do, we can do any like, other time. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like it's fine. <laughs> I am. Good. I am. That is like that is one of the few words yeah, that like legitimately good. triggers me because I know I have to like <laughs> things are not okay there. So um, avoid the word fine. And if okay, you do yeah. hear fine, you got to fix it. Like you got to yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. hey, all right. What is not you know? Because fine is what not is not good. fine. Yeah. What is fine not is fine? not great. Yeah. Fine is not a like fine is like barely okay. And mm-hmm. and you need to do better than barely okay for how mm-hmm. to to have a lasting and happy marriage. Um, congratulations. So Gary, yeah. enjoy your day. Congrats, Aaron's bro. Aaron's advice for, uh, the wedding itself is perfect. I absolutely agree with that. And, uh, and yeah, that is going to do it here for us this week on, well, no, not this week. Mm. Uh, tonight I will be recording a, a lowdown, uh, to go over the schedule whenever it drops. So, uh, keep an eye out for that. I will probably do that live as well, so I don't have to uh, put that video up on YouTube. So I'll probably talk to you guys in a few hours or so. So until then, or until the next time you guys hear from us, I'm Anthony Irwin. That is Aaron Larsoul, and this has been the Lakers. Best time of my life has been since I got divorced.